Hello, and welcome to the Carousel Project podcast. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. We are so grateful for all the support you've given us over the past couple of years, and we can't wait to have you aboard for the future. The past couple of years, that is absolutely insane. We could not be more thankful for all of you, and we hope that you are enjoying the holiday however you like to best, whether that's eating, napping, spending time with family, or shopping. There's always a little time to listen to CPP. Yes, and today is not just Thanksgiving, folks. It is also Mm -mm. Epcot Adams' birthday. Toe Toe's birthday. And in his honor, you should definitely be listening to the Carousel Project podcast. So the only thing he wants for his birthday this year is, I mean, number one on the list is five-star reviews. His favorite number is five. So if you haven't yet, leave us a review. If you've left us a review on one, go leave us one on the other. It doesn't hurt. It would be great. Um, so that's number one. But number two, if you guys want to catch up on our Patreon content today, Adam's birthday would be a great time to join our Patreon. So that's what Adam would like for his birthday. Right, Adam? That's all I want. That's all I've ever wanted, honestly. And that would be a gift to Adam for his birthday, but our gift to you is... Drum roll, please. We are giving out the first 10 minutes of our bonus episode on the Nick Hotel. So if you listened to the episode last week, we dove into Nick Studios, but the bonus episode that goes along with that is Nick Hotel. The bonus episodes are really a time for Kate and I to dive into the weirdest, the coolest of topics that might not have enough time or might be too niche for a full episode but they typically go hand in hand with a full episode from a season. And so we are giving y'all 10 minutes of um, the episode for Nick Hotel so you can get a taste of what that is like and dive in a little bit further to the full Nick Studio story. So since we don't have a new episode today, we thought this would be a great Thanksgiving present for you so you still have some new content to listen to. And in the meantime, Take the week to catch up on our bonus content if you haven't yet. That would be a great time to catch up on those six. We now have six bonus episodes for you guys. Yeah, absolutely insane. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you so much. Again, we are so thankful for you. If you're looking for us in these off weeks, you know you can find us on Instagram at Carousel Project Podcast. But other than that, happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you soon. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Bye. We love you. Love you. Happy Thanksgiving. Take care. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a bonus episode of the Carousel Project podcast. I am so excited for this episode today. I know Kate and I have both loved this topic for such a long time, so we can't wait to talk about it with you. But first, my name is Josie Maida, and you can find me on all socials at Josie Maida. And I'm Kate Killebrew. You can find me on all socials at Kate Killebrew. It's so weird without Adam being here, this lean, mean bonus episode team machine that I can't, I can't do Yeah, you can. Yeah, but he is with us because he's editing the episode. So he's <laughs> laughing right along with us during a playback. Absolutely. So yeah, you can, Adam. Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Today we are finally talking about the Nick Hotel. This is a bonus episode that's going to go right alongside our Nick Studios episode, which you will find in season five of the Carousel Project podcast. I know Kate and I are both really excited to talk about this because as much as we were Disney kids, I mean, I, 
I think I might have been more of a, a Nick kid for a while. Um, Definitely television-wise, because we didn't yeah. get the Disney Channel until I feel like I was probably 10. So Yeah, I didn't get the Disney Channel until even late. I completely agree. I remember when my grandparents got the Disney Channel because they updated their cable providers. Yeah. And I always loved going to my grandparents' house, but like I loved it even more because they had the Disney Channel. And I remember yeah. they got it in the summer, and it was when they still did the decoms every night. And yeah. so, like, I would be all excited in the summer. To, anyway, I digress. It's all to say I was definitely a Nick kid in terms of TV. Yeah, I Nick was kid watching for TV, Nick. Disney for VHSs for sure because they yeah. were – Mikey had those rolling. Anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. For movies, Disney, but definitely was a Nick kid. Kate and I grew up kind of in, in the orange years, like the best yes. years of Nickelodeon. There's a really great documentary that I, I believe both of us have watched. Yeah. Oh, on HBO yeah. Max. HBO it. Max. They're getting um, It was on Hulu, but it may oh, also really? be on HBO Max. No, you're probably right. You're probably right. Well, Hulu. I watched yes, it Yes, you're definitely right. So. You're definitely right. I watched it on Hulu. Okay. It's on Hulu. I need to I watch it like again. a week ago. It's really, really great. It's about Nickelodeon and how it first started. And we'll get into that a little more in our Nick Studios episode. But today, in this bonus episode, you know, in the bonus episodes, we kind of niche it down to something really cool and fun. And we're talking about the Nick Ho. Tell. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> I always wanted to stay at the Nick Hotel. I did stay at the Nick Hotel. Oh, you did, did. did. Of yeah. course you did. I I wish that we had been friends earlier, like when we were kids. <laughs> Do you imagine? Yeah. We would have taken well, over by the world by now if we had been friends oh, since yeah. we were kids. If we would have been friends since we were kids, forget it. Forget it. Um, The crazy thing is I stayed at the Nick Hotel when it before it was the Nick Hotel, while it was turning into the Nick Hotel, and then once it became the Nick Hotel, so Ooh, I was so on the Killa- that journey. I almost had the Killebrew family, no. <laughs> the Fickle family. The Fickle family. We were a part of it. I mean, I was basically out there helping them. You know, like I was yeah. there once a year at this hotel. Anyway, so let's get into it. Let's get into it now. I had a really hard time, as weird as this is, finding like a set opening date. Um. So. I figured we could talk a little bit about the old hotel first. There's not much oh, to yeah. say at all. Um, there's not much to say at all. There's not much to say at all other than like my recollections from age Let's 10 go for on. it. Let's um, go for the old hotel. So the original hotel was called the Holiday Inn Family Suites. It was the first Holiday Inn all all suites hotel. So number one, the first one to do that. Um, it opened on July seventh, nineteen ninety nine. And some of the research I found um, showed that donors from Give Kids the World and mm-hmm. some other investors were the ones who actually built this hotel. Yeah. Um, so as astronaut many, John Glenn. Yes. Yes. Astronaut was another John local Glenn. investor. Yes. So um, I found that kind of towards the end. But so this hotel. When I stayed there, um, so like 2002, 2003, it was train themed. So they had like in the lobby, they had like a giant train, maybe like the the side check-in desk was like a giant front train car. It had a big arcade. Um, They also had one of those like rolling trains kind of like around the property. It didn't have a track, but like little kids could ride on the train around. Um, And then the one thing that I vividly remember that I found somebody's review online talking about this is the main channel on the TV was 
taking place in the hotel and it was like a puppets talking about the hotel and telling you like what? what what to do like oh go to the arcade we have they had a kids spa even back then before the nick hotel they had a kids spa at this location you could get like your nails done things like that i never did my parents were there for the which is a very give kids the um, world I, give kids yes. the world they had so, a kids spa so i wonder yeah. if give kids the world had that before anybody else that's what i'm thinking and I'm maybe thinking that's why if, he, if, if was, the founder was one of the yeah, original investors i'm thinking this in may have either been like the main at some time or like backup you know what I mean like a backup Mm -hmm. place to stay but yeah the theming was very heavy with the train slash the puppets talking about like here's the pool here's this here's that um I remember also getting like two or four tokens each when we checked in so we could use them at the arcade they had a big arcade so the blueprint of the Nick Hotel was very similar. Obviously, it just wasn't like orange and everything. But we loved that hotel uh, when we stayed then. And then obviously, when it transformed um, during that transformation year or two, it was... I'm sure the rates and stuff were even better because it was like under construction. Um, But once it transformed to Nick Hotel, like they didn't have like the free kids... You know, everybody eats free for breakfast. Like all that went away. But um, so yeah, I mean, it was like... Train themed, low key. Um, you know, di- the, the Nickelodeon had their press conference in New York in October of 2003 to announce that they'd be partnering with Holiday Inn to transform that existing location into the Nickelodeon family suites, which would also be known as the Nick Hotel. Um, but yeah, and then I also saw that they talked about doing the SpongeBob SquarePants promo in other Holiday Inns for two years. I could not find an actual location that had it. Like, I tried very hard, but I did find... It's hard because I feel like there was a lot of talk about, like, expanding yes. and putting some of this theming in other hotels and doing XYZ and, like, yeah. you look for it and it's like... it. But I did a lot of it never happened. But I did find like a press release or two where they talked about specifics of what they would add SpongeBob to the other hotels, the other Holiday Inns, which was um, they were going to have a bikini bottom bites kids menu with Squidward cereal, plankton pancakes, um, Patrick pizza, etc. And then the Holiday Inn Sunspree Resorts were supposed to have something called a Krabby Corner and a Bikini Bottom Splash. The Krabby Corner was supposed to be like an activity area in the lobby that would have like a PlayStation 2, activity tables, things like that. And then the Bikini Bottom Splash was going to have like SpongeBob tunes, rafts, kickboards, and then SpongeBob ice cream. There was also supposed to be SpongeBob key cards that people could collect. So they were really trying to like zero in on Spongebob because I found out around this same really time SpongeBob, well around the same sense. time the Spongebob movie was coming out it was coming out in November of 2004 and they were announcing the Spongebob partnership with the other Holiday Inns for fall of 2004 so I, I will say for me and we're going to get into this but like I would feel like the only reason that they would continue with this Nick Hotel idea after knowing that Nick Studios was going to leave in 2005 from the Orlando property at Universal, I think the only reason they would continue with this is their belief in the SpongeBob movie and everything else to really, like, catapult. You know what I mean? 
Well, I I did find that weird. I didn't realize yeah. that they both kind of closed. They they came and went at the same time. Yeah, a month. Apart. I know. I know that in the beginning they did still have a stronger presence at Universal Studios yeah. with like a Jimmy Neutron. Was a Jimmy Neutron ride? Yes, they had um, Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. So I know that they had that, and yes, like SpongeBob. As you know, when you watch that documentary about the Orange Years on Hulu, SpongeBob yeah. really changed Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon was very very dedicated to feeling like a network that was for kids by kids it was very like silly and lackadaisical and not that Spongebob is not but it was just in a different way it was like less polished and less about selling things to children whereas we look in the advertising for this hotel it was totally different oh yeah um but when what was that woman's name I literally had it up and had it like ready to go and I know who you're talking about but I don't know her I don't know her name off the top of my head but I know you're the one that left and went to Disney after Mm -hmm. yeah I should know. Hold on. I'm so sorry. I had I had the link pulled up. Her name was Geraldine Laybourne. There we go. And she basically was the original, like, everything for mm-hmm. Nickelodeon. She really cared about it. She really was, like, the driving force behind all of their ideas and, and, and all the good stuff that came out of Nickelodeon in the very beginning. And when she left... Um, and she went over to Disney, it was really difficult for the people who worked there, but also that emphasis on, like, not advertising to children changed and also Spongebob began getting really popular and since she was gone the person who had this um kind of moral compass of like we're not gonna like advertise to kids we're not gonna inundate them with a crazy amount of merchandise that really all changed when it came to Spongebob because it was just I mean it's still on like it is just it was such a It was just huge. Phenomenon. Exactly. So it makes sense that, yeah, they were like, Spongebob is going to be enough to to keep us going regardless. But, yeah, I was very surprised. I thought 2005 seemed late for the opening of this.